Hey guys, welcome to Revenue Accelerator. This is your host, Kat Stancic, and I have with us a, a fantastic guest who actually does a lot of what I do. So here's the thing. You can have people and promote them that do the same thing you do because you want other people to see the brilliance that they share. So just kind of, you know, giving that little caveat right here. I'm going to let Geraldine introduce herself because people always do a better job than I do. So Geraldine, please tell us who you are, what you do, and why you do it. So thank you, first of all, for being on the show. It's amazing being always in touch with you. <laughs> and so what I do is I help business owners grow their business by putting in systems and processes. Sassy. Um, yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, mo honestly, most business owners will be like systems. Seriously, know, but that they're, sounds they're like actually like, like that's like the best money generating thing is to have these systems and processes in place. They don't understand. <laughs> yes, it's the most like, oh my God, that's the biggest. If you want to grow your business while spending more time with your family and not putting out fires the whole time, like that it mm -hmm. actually doesn't get like more anx anxious as you go along, then you have to have the systems and processes in place. And that's where like a huge chunk is going to come in. So that's what I do. And why yeah. I do it is because A, my child, um, because I grew a couple of businesses from one to five people in, uh, in the business to 35 people within a year. Mm. Um, so massive growing and scaling. And so I, I know what it means to really have to put in systems in place because it won't work in a lot of things. You know, you'll just throw out a whole bunch of energy, money, time yes. if you don't have them. And that's the most valuable thing, especially to parents, because you don't just have, you know, put your head down and grind because you don't have anything else in your life. Right. You actually have family that you want to spend with and see your children grow up. Absolutely. So what is like the number one most important system to have in place, no matter where you are in business? Great question. So it does highly depend on where you are and what you yeah. have in the business. <laughs> <laughs> but where I start out mostly is already just getting to the point where you have a very specific yearly goal that you're mm. heading towards. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking like for most people, it's like one to two, having a critical number. Yeah. Um, that you can reach within a half a year. Ooh. Yeah, baby. See, that's it. Because if you reach it, that's going to motivate you. And then you can set a new one. That's great. Right. right? right. But set a goal that you pretty much know you can reach half the time. And then you, so my yearly plan, strategic plan goes then to 30 days and then um, at 90 days, then 30 days, and then weekly. So, you know, precisely if mm -hmm. you're doing whatever you're doing now is going to lead to that year. So, yes. okay, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you one thing. The most important thing, if you have these three things in place while you're especially growing a team, but also for yourself, you need these three things. You need a very clear outcome. Mm. And it sounds so obvious, but you know, what's common is not common practice, unfortunately. Mm. So you need a very, very clear outcome. And what happens in most entrepreneurial businesses is 
you know, they go to a conference, to a workshop and they say, oh, I had this great idea and heard this. And, you know, they change things up. And that's why it's quite frustrating at times to be working for an entrepreneur. But the, <laughs> the second thing is you have to have a scoreboard, a mm. process. So if you don't have a clear system that you know you're making progress, it can be feeling like you're not moving forward, which like the things that you think people should be tracking, because I mean, this is like KPIs, right? Key performance indicators, the things that you need to be tracking in your business. What would be like a couple of things that you think are critical that people make sure that they keep their pulse on? Okay. So if we go into like a monthly overview, first of all, you have your critical number. A critical number is, especially if you have employees, but also for yourself, is the number that shows that your business is growing. Mm. That's the, the one key number. If you look at it and it's going up, you're going to be all cheering, right? Then after that will be, of course, um, for, for the business owner, the, the KPI. So knowing your, your, um, your numbers, mm-hmm. right? What, what sales did you have? Like really Leads, put it down. Sales, I love data. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You have to know your leads. You have to know your sales. You have to know the people who went out of your program. Um, literally your net worth right. at the end. Right. right. So having that very clear, it's like most business owners don't even have that in place. And they're like making decisions not based on clear data. Um, and have a congruent system to analyze their business with. So there's a mindset component here that I just want to kind of like address because we were talking about this before we started recording, which was mindset is all great and good. And like, I get it. It's super important. But at the end of the day, action is the thing that's going to really help you get results. But what's really good about this is especially if you're not like generating the level of consistency that you want, right? Let's say you're doing 10K and you're wanting to go to 20K. 10K is getting you by, but 20K would make a real difference in your lifestyle and all that good stuff. But what I see a lot of times, and I think you see this too, is people aren't tracking those key performance indicators. So the sales, the leads, the who's going out, who's coming in. And then they feel kind of out of control of their business, right? They're just not sure where their next client's coming from. Um, But if you're looking at and you're tracking these things, it tells a story in terms of what's working and what's not in your business, which is kind of why you do what you do, because the system of tracking and having things in in a predictable manner really helps you understand what's working and what's not, and then how to scale from there. Because if you know it's not working, then you can put your attention on it and fix it. And if you know what's working, then you go and you amplify that and get even more results. I mean, am I totally off base there? No, it's, it's absolutely correct. It's, I mean, what's the purpose of systems? Organization, um, consistency. I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm being quizzed. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? Tell me, am I right? I need, I need a gold star. <laughs> so, I mean, the main purpose of any system is to, to get the behaviors or the thought patterns or mm. the story and the clarity that you want, right? So if you talk, you're absolutely on spot when you said, if you want a system to have absolute clarity where you are in your business, to make decisions from then if you you need a system like having these data points to be able to do that to if something happens to you and you would have an employee at one point doing it mm-hmm. you know he could replicate your success because you figured out what works and what doesn't oh you just hit on something so good which is are you documenting and creating a system of how you and yourself create success so that you can then 
empower an employee if that's where you want to go, right? Which, you know, the employee, VA, whatever, you're empowering that employee to duplicate your success. Like there are so many people who don't even take that level of effort to, they just assume a VA is going to be able to know what to do or an employee is going to be able to know what to do. And then just kind of give them all this free rope and then they screw up and then you get mad at them, but you didn't empower. I mean, how often do you run into that as being kind of a huge impact into someone's bottom line? I, I see it, unfortunately, far too much um, of leadership teams who blame their employees for Mm. bad performance Mm. when in fact, they don't have, they don't have a good system. We can call it system environment, whatever. Communication processing, all of that. It's a system. Yeah, exactly. It's all a system but you don't have that in place that they actually, for example, coming back to the three things before uh, was they don't have a clear outcome and they have no idea if they can succeed or how they're going to succeed. And how do you measure? How do you measure success? Like wh- how, exactly. how do you know you actually achieved it? Like you, and you were saying that from the get-go of having that clear goal and how, how do you quantify? Because you might think success looks and feels a certain way, but unless you can actually talk to your ego and say, this is what success looks like. And it means this number and this amount of money or this amount of clients or this amount of profit. Like what is that number for you? Um, and it's, and it's like people forget coming back to um, where, where we started off is so when you're especially going above, let's say one to two people where, where it would be already super important for you to have it mapped out so they can repeat your success, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because we don't say so many expectations we have in our head, we don't say, um, unfortunately, and we forget that. But what happens is if you go even one stage further and you would have to have a leadership team, for example, those people actually go through the same exact thing that you're going through right now. So what people tend to forget is all the questions and all the challenges that they are facing Mm. as they grew and got their skill sets and mastered what they do. Yes. Their leadership team is just one step behind learning everything that you do. So that's the, that's the positive thing that I've learned having been there, you know, anticipation is the power, right? If you can anticipate and that's what you have as a leader, you can anticipate what that person is going to get through and build systems and an accountability system, a support system around Mm -hmm, that person mm -hmm. to, yes, keep them accountable on the other side. Um, But, you know, you pave the way that you can coach them to success and you don't have to micromanage them. Mm. And that you can only do through systems. So if you've, if we've got someone listening, who's got a team, you know, anywhere between one to five employees, who's, you know, trying to really scale and they're not seeing the results that they want in their business, what, you know, and and that's very limited information, but what would be the first few things you'd look at in order to say, okay, this is where the problem may be um, because you're not getting the results you want. Okay. It's, um, it's depending a bit. So I have a few assessments that I would go through because that is quite broad. But uh, number one is I would look at the time where time is spent from Mm. the CEO. So doing, I don't know, time study, for example. Yep. 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 Like wrote an email today about that. Where are you spending your time? Is it where, is it going to generate money or are you just trying to hide from what you need to be doing? (laughs) Yes. But really like having a a time study where you like write down what you're doing every 15 minutes. Yep. Um, 
it, you will hate it for two weeks. You will hate Ooh, it. That's a long time. Yes. It's, it's people hate it and love it. It's like, you know, actually clients told me like, yeah, I actually optimized my time just by thinking about that. You're going to see it. And I don't know if you, you know, uh, so they, <laughs> they, they, they preemptively got more efficient so that you couldn't see what they were actually spending yeah, the time it's, on. It's really nice. <laughs> that's called accountability people. Yeah, ex- yeah it's exactly. So it's the same, like by employees, if you're not sure, you know, should I hire or do they have so much? Let them do a time study so you know exactly what they're doing. Then mm. you have like data, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and another Facebook, thing is- 20 f- minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram, 35. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you, you know, hmm, Where how are you can we optimize? Yeah. And then it's, it's uh, you can make an assessment of how much focus are they putting on the lead generation, on lead nurture, mm. on- product development, you know, on the different types of areas mm-hmm. um, and really looking into, okay, where is the challenge and is it a process challenge or is it a, a like leadership communication challenge? Like, do mm. you need a influence strategy? Because what people mostly forget is like even some processes that you put into your system, like for example, a policy is actually to teach people how to think. Now, how did, what mm. would, for example, be, um, what, what could be an example is like a policy, for example, let me think. I had uh, Paul Cherry, who's a best-selling author on my podcast. And he had a four-step questioning process that people had to go through to actually, um, when they solve a problem, that they would actually have to first answer these questions and Mm. then go ask him for a solution. Mm. So having a process like that, where you say, first do these things before you come to me and say, help us solve the problem for me, which by the way, also works for your children. Um, (laughs) Isn't it amazing? (laughs) It's like, that's, that's a process, right? That's a process that over time, teaches people to think mm. and it's thinking about it in these terms it's like okay when something doesn't work like I always tell my kid it's like oh that didn't work we need a new strategy <laughs> that's all it is it takes like the emotions out yeah. of it you know? yeah well I mean and, and doing it over and over again there's a certain time and place where you realize that the system produces a certain amount of results so either one or two things happens the system isn't working as effectively as it was. And so the system needs to be updated or two people aren't following the system. And so you need to talk to your people about why they're breaking it. Right. Um, and, and having those communication conversations. So one of the things you focus on a lot is communications and how to effectively communicate. And I know you, you learn that. I mean, the best kind of way to do that is to have a child because <laughs> there is nothing that gets you more prepared to talk than having to repeat the same shit every day of get your elbows off the table, get your elbows off the table, get your phone. How many more times am I going to have to say this? Enough times that I'm going to be sick of it. So um, you know, so what do you see as the, the biggest communication issue um, that people have when it comes to, you know, kind of making money in their business, really? Let's just call it out. The biggest challenge in, in the communication in the business so, so one, one thing that I see over and over, if you make an influence strategy mm. is 
that you actually think about, I mean, there are influence models, um, not actually in sales world, but, but really in leadership way mm. that you think about how do you want to let them think differently? Mm. How do you want, you know, how do you raise them to a bigger standard? Um, because we, we're kind of go in the direction of, oh, I don't want to, you know, tell them what to do or they know it or whatever. But it's a leader's job actually to think like a thought leader, mm. to be looking forward and how you do that. I mean, anybody, you're going to think it's a quiz test again, but anybody who has ever influenced you, like a person who has really, really influenced you, um, has probably either role modeled a way that you that inspired mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. right? Or he challenged you to think bigger mm. or think more of yourself, mm -hmm. right? Um, in, in a way, or that you behave differently. So they challenged you. Yeah, inspiration and to, empowerment, yeah. To grow, right? And it's, it's exactly this that you, when somebody challenges you that, or let's put it that way, we think, take, maybe this is the biggest challenge. We take things too personal. Yeah. Like it's not about us. It's about the other person. And I could, but you, you said something there that, you know, it's a leadership thing, but it's also, if you think about the sales process, you are taking a leadership role where you're, you're helping someone else identify that there's a, there's a potential solution to a problem that they have. And I had never thought about it that way in the way that you put it, which was, you know, part of the conversation that you're having as the person who's inviting someone to work with you is you are, you've been positioned as someone who is in an, in, in an influential position. So you're either someone who they admire, um, you know, that they, that they, that they want to be more like, and, and it's not an, or it's, and what you've done through the process of the sales conversation is allow that person to feel more empowered right? There's a problem that they have and they are feeling like a victim to something that's happening around them. And they don't want to feel that way essentially. And they want to be a victor. And how do you do that? But show someone that there is a way for them to be empowered and to overcome the obstacle that's in front of them. And I'd never thought about that as your role in the sales process. And as a leader is to, I mean, I knew this, but I hadn't connected the two in terms of the sales process was you want to empower your employees. You want to empower them to you know, to, to take on more responsibility and to, to drive results. And that's what you're doing as part of coaching and teaching other people is you're empowering them to get results and to do more and to do bigger and to not need you anymore. Right. Essentially. Um, and to be good, to be their own leader. I'm just kind of having this like visceral aha moment <laughs> with Yay! you on the phone, right. <laughs> of like, it's amazing how, when you step into that leadership role in the sales process, it mirrors, and a lot of people that I know that that I work with and that who are listening to this have this corporate background, right? And so they understand the leadership role in the corporate environment. But a lot of times you've got to find that thing that parlays your corporate experience into the entrepreneurial experience. And it's a word, it's a feeling, it's emotion, but they're the same, but sometimes that connection piece isn't there. And so, you know, I'm going to start talking to my people about how when you're in a sales conversation, you're the leader. And you're helping that person not say, hey, you follow me, you're, you're diminutive and all that, but hey, I'm going to show you a better way so that, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. Is that kind of your philosophy as well? Yes, exactly. It's, you know, people want to follow people who have, 
you know, people want to follow leaders, it's, yes. especially in sales. We don't want to be pitched at or sell that. That's not, yeah. that's, it but good. what's exactly. But the same thing is in leadership, if it's for your people or in a sales uh, conversation, if you teach people how to think mm. differently mm-hmm. or challenge them, but here's a little beware kind of, it highly depends with what intention you go behind it. Uh, yeah. Manipulation and positive and, and uh, support are all based off of intention. You know, what's your intention? Are you trying to get people for their, you know, credit cards and use them? Or are you trying to truly empower them and support them? One and two, um, are you coming from a state of curiosity and caring about the other person? Yes. More than, you know, I'm going to teach you something now. I know yeah. it better than you because we yeah, feel the like ego. Yeah. Yeah. The ego. We feel that ego and, and not even it, it less than a second. And then the conversation is over. Mm. Right. Uh, the same is with, with, especially our loved ones mm. uh, that we highly are reactive. If they come to us in a place of. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Especially around those holiday seasons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if they come and they come from a place, they, they can even ask the almost the same questions, but they come from a place of curiosity. Yeah. Right. Um, and the energy behind it, right. What's the exactly. motivation? That's exactly. Perfect. And so what do you that's think, a big thing. What do you think are, is the next thing that it, if, if leaders were supposed to, were focusing, you know, and leaders as the, the business owner, as a parent, even, um, you know, leadership in all capacities, what do you think is the most important skill set that they, people need to continuously being, uh, be improving? Well, first of all, seeing that influence skills or communication skill is a skill like any other that you can learn. And mm-hmm. one of the biggest ones that honestly in my life made a difference. So telling short, a, a bigger story, a short, big story is I really got interested in this topic when I saw behaviors in my daughter mm-hmm. that she, I know she role modeled off of me mm-hmm. that I didn't like seeing in her. Yep. <laughs> got to break that cycle. <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, when, when you're younger, then, okay, you haven't everything figured it out. But when you're older, then, you know, you know how you grew yourself, right, with all the mindset and mm-hmm. stuff. But the point is, if they role modeled it off of you at that point, and then you kind of have to figure out, oh, shooks, how do I change that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's to, especially in kids, but also with other people around you, seeing that thoughts, emotions, behaviors, they're patterns, Mm. you know? And if you can learn to see them as patterns and for example, interrupt patterns, do you you know that I love that, right? If you, if you could see it more in that and then start thinking about, well, how do, how would I want them to think about the world and how can I role model that, right? Um, then people, you become much more aware of just how much you impact others around you. Mm-hmm. And then you start noticing maybe on how could you impact them in ways that they make themselves better, yeah. right? Um, come to a place where they become their best or overcome courage and fears. And it's again, especially with kids, but also with employees, we are too much in our own head. Mm-hmm. 
that especially when things get triggered, you know, yep. they get triggered within us. Well, we're making it about us and not about them. Exactly. And as soon as that happens, it's, you're just teaching people literally to talk less with you. Mm, and yes. is that, is that That's really not what, what you want? It's not going to exactly. get you the results you want. Yeah. The, the fear versus fear-based, you know, managers, we've all had them, um, you know, make sure you comment if you've ever had a, a fear-based manager or someone who inspires and the difference and the productivity and the culture and the environment and the energy is night and day. Um, Geraldine, how can people get in touch with you? Because you've got some amazing content as it relates to structures and systems and communication strategies that I think people should definitely check out. So either over my Facebook page, Geraldine Schmidt, uh, my webpage, GeraldineSchmidt.com. <laughs> Keep it consistent, baby. Keep it consistent. Um, it's going to come out soon in the next month, but for right now, it's Facebook. And or over my podcast, Influential Parentpreneur, uh, yes. where we talk about, yeah, routines and also influence tactics. Mm. And just an add on shortly to what you said before, it's what people forget is, especially as leaders, if you built the leadership quality, it's as you said, you built the culture with who you are mm. as a person, with what you do. and. Mm with the systems that you set in place around you to take off the load, do what you want more. So lower the pressure and continue to drive forward with energy. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today. And guys, make sure you check out those show notes. It's got all of the links that um, Geraldine had mentioned and check out her upcoming website with a bunch of information for you guys to be able to start and continue crushing it in business.